Our next speaker is going to have a pretty tough act to follow there, Lewis. <laughs> but our next act, our next speaker is a, a very, very good friend of mine. I, I, I feel so blessed to be able to call him a friend. And his name is uh, Mr. Lewis Posen. Uh, Lewis has a very interesting story here, and he is one of the more successful people here in the entertainment music business. And he and his company have donated uh, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, to help other charities. So uh, today he has also brought a lot of different types of raffle prizes from Hopeless Records. So you're all in for a good treat in terms of being able to win these prizes. So without any further ado, um, Mr. Lewis Posen. I have to admit uh, that I'm, I'm, I'm nervous and insecure today. <laughs> Last time I spoke at a visual impairment-related event, I was running late, and the person with me uh, drove up. I jumped out of the car. A guy grabbed me, dragged me in, put me in front of the podium, and I just quickly introduced myself and started doing my, my thing, blah, blah, blah. And then I realized something didn't feel right. And so I noticed someone coming to my left, and I leaned over away from the microphone, and he said, I think you might be in the wrong place. (laughs) This is the Home Construction of America event. Did you mean to go to the Foundation Fighting Blindness event next door? (laughs) So is this the NFB event? Okay. I'm already feeling a lot better this time. And good things happen, though. Uh, I did find a great contractor for our house. I, I want to thank uh, uh, Raquel and Robert and Cindy for, for having me, and a very, very special thank you to Dr. Bill, who is one of the most inspirational people in the world, uh, someone that I feel so fortunate to be sharing life with, and someone who uh, I respect and love so deeply. So thanks for having me, Dr. Bill. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, When thinking about what I was going to talk about today, I try to put myself in the shoes of the people that I'm talking to, and what I realized is that I can't be in each of your shoes, that each of you have your own story and your own issues, and uh, each of us are going through a journey of life that share some similarities and many differences. So rather than being presumptuous and saying, I know what you're feeling and thinking and I know what to say that will be impactful and meaningful in in your life, I thought I'd just share my experience and hopefully that will resonate with most, uh, some or a few of you. But if... Something that I say touches even one of you and makes your life better. It's worth my time being here. I have a philosophy in life, and that is 
that things turn out best for the people who make the best of how things turn out. That's way too smart of a saying for me to come up with. That's uh, John Wooden, the former coach of the UCLA basketball team. Sorry, Jake. <laughs> Got to bring a Bruin in here. <laughs> uh, He's one of the he's one of uh, people I look up to and um, is a mentor in my life. Even though he passed away last year at uh, 99, my story starts uh, as, a, as, as a child, and I grew up here in LA. Uh, I had passions like many of you uh, growing up, and I love sports, and I love film and music and girls, and the, some of the things some people are passionate about. And at uh, age 16, I decided to really uh, put a lot of time into my passion of film. And I, as I was uh, making money at the yogurt store in Westwood, I would, any free time I have, go down to Hollywood find a studio like Raleigh Studio, walk the lot, whoever didn't have a lot of security, and just ask people, how can I help? What can I do? I eventually became a production assistant at 16 and uh, continued till I started uh, camera assisting. At the same time, I noticed that I had eyesight problems. And it was always diagnosed as astigmatism or nearsighted or something, but I continued to have trouble uh, reading the board at school, going into movie theaters when I got uh, when I went from the light to the dark. Uh, my peripheral vision when playing uh, hockey or golf and uh, some of the details while camera assisting. At age 18, I decided I wanted to uh, study film production, and I started uh, right down the street from here at the Harvard of the San Fernando Valley, Cal State Northridge, <laughs> at their RTVF program, and started to get an education in film while still uh, uh, working in film outside of college. My eyesight continued to become worse, and I finally had the full workup, you know, putting your head in that dome. I don't know if you, any of you guys have done that. That's a real fun one uh, where you push a button when you see the light. Or my favorite one where they stick something in your eye. It feels like a toothpick and uh, flashing lights are going off. Uh, hopefully by now they've come up with some kinder way to do this test. And I remember vividly, uh, 19 years old, sitting in the doctor's office and him coming in after these tests and uh, sitting my family down and myself and saying to me, you have retinitis pigmentosa and this is a disease where you will slowly lose your eyesight and there's no treatment or cure. And it became silent like it is now. And then he said, and I see you're a film production major. I think you should consider changing that major. I was uh, a 19-year-old who had lots of goals and passions. 
and many people have asked me why I didn't yield the doctor's advice. And maybe after uh, today, I'll figure out why. (laughs) But there's probably lots of factors involved. I continued to study film, not at 95%, but at 110%. And I continued to work as many hours as I could away from school. And from 19 to 23, I graduated Cal State Northridge in film production. I camera assisted on more than 50 music videos, commercials, feature films, and other productions. I camera operated uh, and was the cinematographer on over 10 productions. I produced and directed seven music videos, and I started a record label called Hopeless, named after the first uh, song on the first release, and put out three albums and a video with my music videos and other friends' music videos on it. My My philosophy at the time, although I didn't know the words then, was things turn out best for the people who make the best of how things turn out. I, my, my eyesight became poorer, and by then the label was doing well, and my film production company was doing well, but I felt like I could be most effective in the world, and I could reach the rest of my goals by moving my full-time work from the production company into the record label. And starting in 1995, I worked on leading the record label full-time and have been doing that ever since. And now uh, Hopeless Records is consistently in the top 10 independent labels in the world by sales. We... We have an uh, office down the road in Van Nuys. Uh, we own an 11,000-square-foot building there where we have nine full-time staff. We also have eight full-time independent contractors around the world who handle our sales and marketing in those territories. In the U.K., uh, two people in Italy who handle mainland Europe, a team in Australia, Japan, and a very effective person in Canada. Uh, we uh, have had the fortune of working with some of the most amazing artists in the world. Uh, we've developed the careers of bands like Avenged Sevenfold, All Time Low, Thrice, Yellow Card, Silverstein, and so many others. We feel so fortunate to have worked with those artists. And in 1999, we decided there was something more we could do than just make bands rich and famous, so we started a subsidiary label called SubCity, a play on words on subsidizing and the nonprofit organizations and the subculture. And we wanted to connect bands, fans, and the causes that they're passionate about. And to date, uh, we have released over 40 releases on SubCity, put on a national tour called the Take Action Tour, and have raised over $2 million for over 50 nonprofit organizations. 
in addition to uh, putting my time and passion into music and the label, I continue with the other passions in my life. And in 2003, I met the love of my life, Michelle, who's in the room. And in 2005, we got married. And in 2007, we brought into the world our wonderful daughter, Ellie Cooper-Posen, who's also in the room. So I, I stand here today a, a very happy person, not just because um, this I got the right event this time, <laughs> but uh, because I continue to uh, learn and grow and find ways in which I can reach my goals. There, everyone's got a different method. Uh, Jake talked about vision and the, the methods he's been using. Uh, one of mine is that I make a list of goals every year in four categories, personal, family, friends, and career. And every month I make a li- uh, goals for that month that help me get to that year goal. And at the beginning of every week, I make a list of goals that helped me get to that month's goal. I find for me, doing things in small nuggets is better than I just want to take on the world and not know the small details on how to get there. I continue to uh, use other means, one of which is I try to find a mission statement for myself every year so when times are tough and I've got a bad day or bad moment, I can look to that mission statement to pull myself out of that, that rut. This year mine is be great, do great, and have a great time doing it. Everyone's can be different. Our family mission statement is living life to its fullest by learning, laughing, and loving. And it is helpful for me to look at things like that to deal with the things all of us deal with. It's not always uh, about visual impairment. I find actually most of the obstacles in my life don't have to do with my visual impairment. Dr. Bill said it so eloquently earlier. But it doesn't also make sense logically for those who are more into math than faith which uh, I'm okay with either. But um, eyesight is a portion of one part of us as a human being. I like to think there are, we're made up of four parts, the, the physical, the emotional, the intellectual, and the spiritual. So if we call those each 25%, and eyesight is a portion of 25%. Maybe let's call it 10%. Um, who's the math person in this room? Two and a half percent? All right. Did I get it right? I'm yes. not the math. All right. So if eyesight is two and a half percent of us as a human being, which I think is generous, um, 
we've got 97.5% of us that we can have influence on, control, and improve and grow. Things turn out best for the people who make the best of how things turn out. We can find our circumstances or we can create our circumstances. We don't have to be at the mercy of circumstances. I really appreciate you guys taking the time and being here, as Dr. Bill said, coming to events like this, learning, growing, listening, uh, is already a big step ahead of most people out there. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you very much, Lewis.